one. Well, welcome everybody to the January Auditor Monthly Report that I do every month. And then I kind of get a different guest to hang out with me because I hate doing shows alone. Helena knows that. I could never host a show by myself. And that's Helena's with me from Stubborn's Table. Hi. So, Helena, I just got back from PodFest, and uh, I, I thought about you because you've been to PodFest before. I have several uh, times. It's a yeah. favorite event. I'm sad that I missed it this year. It was good this year. They had about 1,500 podcasters there. I think about 1,400 of them were new. <laughs> there was about 100 of us that were there before. <laughs> um, it was interesting because I did the pro track this year. I actually ran it one day, and those were about 50 people who have... Uh, who have really been in in the industry and make me look silly. You know, they have t- millions of downloads. Um, so it was interesting to chat with those people. There was a lot about monetization and how programs are. There's a lot of technology coming to podcasting right now. You have some of it. You have a brand new mic I saw. I have a brand new mic. Yep. I love it. The you sound time, terrific. The last time I was at PodVest, somebody convinced me to buy, to buy two brand new microphones top of the line and I did and uh, one of them was good for is good for men and then the other just if you're a woman and you use this microphone and you just sound like a a total shrew so (laughs) I threw that one away 400 bucks down the chain and I got this new one (laughs) well I saw a microphone that you would have died for it was an old-fashioned looking mic like real flat and long like the old singers used to use you know in the 1940s only it was custom made and you send them actually copies of your voice and they make it custom for you to make you sound as I tried one oh my god. $1,500 to get you a nice mic, by the way. How, now, how much better did it make your voice sound? Oh, I, I sounded like I was on the radio back, you know, in the 1940s, all deep and rich. And Jennifer wouldn't let me buy it for $1,500. So, sure. I think you sound great right now. I don't think you need a $1,500 <laughs> custom mic. This is the $99 mic right here. But you tell everybody real quick why you're, while we're waiting for more people to come in live, and then I'll kind of give this, uh, the update on the Horse Radio Network. But you got a new mic because you're doing voiceover stuff. Yes, yes. I'm doing uh, narration, audiobook narration, and a little production. Actually, more production than narration. But yeah, doing some voiceover work. I you know I <clears throat> was at a clinic once and somebody came up to me and said, you're Helena from Still Unstable. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, I, I, I'm nothing. I'm just like, a, you know, a peon. And she was like, I have to tell you, I love your podcast. She said, now, please don't be embarrassed and don't take this the wrong way. She goes, but I fall asleep to your show. <laughs> There's like, a lot of podcasts that make a lot of money doing that. See, well, I listened to it twice. She said, your voice is so calming and soothing. I love to listen to it that I put it on at night and I fall asleep. She said, then I have to go back the next day and listen to what you were actually talking about. <laughs> so I thought, well, let's give this voiceover stuff a shot. Charlotte admitted that she falls asleep listening to horses in the morning, and I don't think she ever gets to the end. I think she sleeps 10 minutes in and never listens to us, really. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of podcasts make a lot of money doing sleep podcasts. So. ASMR, it's not just podcasts. Like People listen to all kinds of weird stuff, like like uh, uh, potato chip bags crinkling and wind blowing, you know, whatever floats your boat. Rachel Walker's doing uh, grad school papers tonight, so have fun with that. <laughs> Upper Peninsula in Michigan, that's cold. Alaska, hi, Emily, that's even colder. 
so uh, let me give the stat, the uh, state of the HRN report here, and then I want to ask you about some of the things you've been up to because I've been seeing all these posts, but I, I really never asked you about it, so I need to find out what's going on. Um, so, you know, I, every month I talk about what's kind of happening. You guys get the first dibs on what's happening with the Horse Radio Network. You found out about the sale here first. Auditors always found about, find out about things first. Well, the number of auditors has increased in the last two months, I'm happy to say. So we have more of you. Some of you are probably t- tuning in for the first time tonight, so welcome. Uh, things are going well with Equine Network. I, like my, I still like my bosses. Uh, all that's good. So at PodFest, apparently there was one of the big podcasting newsletters put the sale in there. So at PodFest, about 50 times I, I heard, well, how, how do, how's it going? You know, how's it going with your new bosses? That's the question I answered the most this time. Um, so that, so that was kind of cool. Um, but things are going well. I always going horrible. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there are new websites coming out in March and I saw a preview of it. And let me tell you what, Helena, people that actually are professionals at that, they do nice work when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> it looks beautiful. So I can't wait for that to happen. Uh, so that's coming out soon. You know, what's interesting is, and there's a lot of things changing technology-wise, and we just switched to a new podcast host, which doesn't mean much to the listeners, but it, it just gives me, for the first time in 14 years, this will mean something to, to, to the auditors, for the first time in 14 years, I actually have insight to all the shows at once. So before, Helena would know, it would take me three days to do the monthly numbers because I'd have to go to 20 different places to calculate all the numbers. Now it's all right there. All the shows show up. I can look instantly and see how many downloads we've had and all of that in one place at one time. I'm so happy. <laughs> my my tag word this year, I always try and do, actually, you got me on this. You Years ago, Helena said to me, because I was always overwhelmed with everything I had to do and I'm not very good at organizing. So Helena said to me, pick one word and work on that word all year. Well, this year's word is efficiency. So everything I'm doing this year is to get more efficient, to give me more time not working, you know, instead of working 100 hours a week. So... That's my word. I think that's a good theme. You know what? Efficiency is my theme word for the year as well. Yeah. I just think we all need to be more efficient. We have more time if you're more efficient, right? We have Uh, more time and more money. Two things that are always in short supply. Yes. True. So if anybody else's word is efficiency, you can post in the uh, post in the comments there and tell me how it's going. So far, everything I've done in the month of January has been to increase efficiency. Uh, I I don't know if it's efficiency for anybody else, but it's efficiency for me. So so that's well, what I'm you focusing can pay on. Pay it forward, right? When yes, you're more efficient, then you're more relaxed and happy, and that's you can right. Make us happy. Anyway. I'm not so grouchy anymore. Uh, I have good news. We signed a contract uh, last week. Everybody remembers Christy from the Certified Horsemanship Association episode on Horses in the Morning. Well, she moved over to the Reigning Association, and I'm happy to report that once a month, Christy is coming back in April on Horses in the Morning, and she's going to be doing a Reigning episode uh, once a month. So so we're going to be bringing, I promised everybody we'd bring more Western into uh, our world, and we are doing that. So plus, I just want to talk to Christy again. We did that show every month for nine years together. I was wondering if you were missing her. Yeah, I did. She's just so smart, and she's a brilliant person. And I got to see her at, at Wiesa and hang out with her. So I'm just very excited that uh, she's coming back. And, and Raining, I don't know a lot about, so we're going to learn about it together. 
so that's really my report. I don't have a whole lot else uh, uh, other than all the shows now from Equine Network are moved over to Horse Radio Network. And oh, one thing, if you are listening on the app, the app will be going away in a couple of weeks. We just had so few people listening on the app anymore. It wasn't worth the monthly fees to keep it up. It was less than 100 so if you're listening on the HRN app, definitely go find a different player. There's a million of them. What do you use? Do you use Apple Podcasts? I do. Yeah. And, do. you know, if you have Apple, Sometimes it's right there Spotify. in your phone. Sometimes yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. And I use Podcast Addicts. Uh, there's just a ton. of. There's like a hundred <laughs> apps and now. Their interfaces have gotten so much easier to use that, you know, podcasts are everywhere. So to have a dedicated app just for your network is redundant. Not efficient. Yeah. And- and most people want to listen to more than our shows anyway, so they can, you know, so what? you can... It's a lie. <laughs> I know. It's I know. a big fat lie. I know. I know. I think they all <laughs> just listen to ours, but I'm probably wrong about that. So, Helena, tell mm. us what you've been up to. Oh, wait a minute. Ariel says, I love listening to the score. It's so cool to hear about my boyfriend's sports since he won't talk about it. The score is a great podcast, and actually, they get a lot of downloads. What it's sport one- is it? It, the score is, oh, you're going to test me here. Well, she said my boyfriend's sport. Ariel, what's yeah, your boyfriend's sport? I'm trying to remember if it's uh, cutting. You're testing me. Ariel, tell us which one it is. Because they they have so many shows, I can't get track of what their shows are about. But it's horses? Yes, it's horses. Oh, okay. um, and I can't remember if it's cutting. It or it's horses. We'll, we'll or, what, team roping. Team roping, okay. Okay. Team roping is one of the fastest growing sports in the Western world, and the score gets tons of downloads, so it must be pretty popular. So there you go. Thank, yeah, they have a great show, Ariel. I'm glad you like it. They do a lot of work on it too. Uh, Jennifer knows about it. She rides English. Hmm. Hmm. Good for you, Jennifer. I got to get out from under my rock. Yeah, I know. I know. I am. I'm getting forced to be out from under my rock. <laughs> uh, so. Tell us about what you're doing. I keep seeing posts about something and something and tell us. Dude, I'm doing a lot of math, Um, (laughs) which like if you guys know me, math is not my strong suit, but it's not math. In the winter, right? Every January, um, I sit down and I revisit my business model. And I also consult with a lot of clients, mostly barn owners, business owners. And these are folks who are just trying to survive. So Part of the advice that I give them, which they hate to hear, but I have to give it to them, is that if you want to be efficient, if you want to make more money, if you want to survive in your business, you have to look at the numbers. So I I took some time to update the Stall and Stable Financial Planner, which is a little uh, spreadsheet template that I created two years ago to help barn owners keep track of their income and their expenses. And it's not for tax purposes or accounting purposes per se. It's more for business planning. So um, I sat down with my little brain and my keyboard and I started to write up these little formulas and equations that will help the user plug in their boarding rates, their lesson rates, uh, you know, whatever they charge. And um, okay, so I have a 15 stall barn. I charge $900 a month. This is how much I can make a year in salary. Then I put a place in for you to plug in your expenses. And so at the end of the day, this little template looks at your income and your expenses and tells you how much you're making. (laughs) It's more like how much you're losing. Uh, And so that's where I come into it. That was always our case when we had a boarding stable. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember making money. (laughs) 
So I try to make it as easy as possible. So every January, when I revisit my business model, I also revisit the products that I've created. And this year, I spent a lot of time on this financial planner. And I have used it for some very big farms, uh, very big ones. And um, I don't, I I have a hard time saying, oh, I'm awesome. But for one very large ranch in the Pacific Northwest, I think it's, well, in my opinion, it's a large ranch. It's 1,800 acres. They have a 38, 40-stall facility. They were losing about $12,000 a month, which that's a big number. So we helped them not only break even, but now they're set up to be profitable. So that's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And we use this tiny little template. So can I show you what it looks like? Sure. Okay, let's see if I can get this right. Share my screen. We're going to do this, and we're going to do this. Okay. For those of you listening, uh, you can go watch the video in the auditor room and catch this part. We're about uh, 14 minutes in, so you can skip ahead to 14 minutes, and you'll see it. All right, and I will try to be efficient in my description of this. All right, let me put it up there. All right, there you go. Okay. Uh, So this little color-coordinated template does a couple of things. On the left here, we describe our revenue streams or the services that we provide and the rates that we charge for them. On this side, we also list the revenue streams, but we indicate in each month how many of those things we sell. So in this example, our basic board, we have 15 stalls, right? 15 stall barn. In this example, I have the head trainer who's teaching 40 lessons a month. That's two lessons a day. She's got an assistant. She pays assistant $30 per lesson and that assistant comes in and can teach whenever she can. In this example, we're looking at Uh, 10 lessons a month, not a lot, and training rides. So these are just a few numbers. So what does this do? I'm going to get rid of this first. This is my favorite part. This is the handy-dandy horsekeeping calculator. This is the thing no one wants to look at. (laughs) This is the thing that we choke on. But it's important. Yeah, I don't want to look at that either. (laughs) It's important to know if we're in the boarding business. Now, this This little planning tool is specifically for boarding barns. We have different versions for different types of boarding barns and different types of horse businesses. So I want you to keep your eye on the number in the yellow boxes. Okay, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff and all of this stuff. Okay. What we're going to do is first... She's basically made all the numbers zero at this point. All the numbers zero. I'm going to go to my handy-dandy horsekeeping calculator. And if you want to know how I got to these numbers, I can tell you offline. But to explain the first item, if you have to feed hay, let's say you don't have access to pasture and you've got your horses that are they are eating hay 365 days a year. In this sample, we're looking at a 50-pound bale of hay, and it costs $10. Mm. And make, make that about thirty. With <laughs> yeah, well, I pay actually eleven fifty. So let's do that. Um, and then, according to best practices in horsekeeping, we're looking at about we're looking at feeding about two percent 
of the average horse's body weight in forage a day. So let's just say, for example, we have a thousand pound horse, then we're feeding that horse 20 pounds of hay a day. And because they don't have access to pasture, they get this ration for 365 days out of the year. Watch this cost per month. Oh, wow. Okay. Holy crap. Yep. Now, let's say your horses are on hay, uh, eat hay for only seven months out of the year, or let's make it easy, for half the year. And the other half of the year, you get the same hay, it's the same price, only they're on pasture for most of the day, they're grazing, but Mm -hmm. you bring them in at night and you're giving them hay nets, so they're only getting about eight pounds of hay a day. And they're getting that for 183 days out of the year. All right. So just to feed my horse hay, it's $97.83 per horse per month. There are other things that we can calculate, like grain and stall cleaning if you pay by the stall. But here's this is the really the most powerful um, illustration of this. Let's say... You bring your horses in at night, you use bagged pine shavings for bedding, and your horses are pretty messy, and you are really fastidious. You want one bag of shavings replaced every day. That'd be right if they're in a lot. Right. So we use 30 days just as an average. All right. So bear with me. So the cost of keeping one horse in a stall, just feeding him hay and keeping it bedded is $277.83. That's not even grain or supplements. Nope. And we don't do, we don't calculate supplements, but we do calculate grain. Now this calculator is again, it's not for actual tracking purposes. It's for business decision-making. So we're taking the average cost. So you might have a barn full of hard keepers or easy keepers. Usually there's a mix. Right. So if you've got a hard keeping thoroughbred and an easy keeping draft, you know, things are going to be a little bit different. So we're taking the average. That number, 277.83, gets automatically plugged in here into your cost. So it costs me 277.83 to feed and bed a horse. And let's say the market in my area says I can get $950 a month in board. If I have 15 stalls filled at that rate, and it's costing me 277 and change each, I'm going to be collecting 14,250 every month, just in board. Okay, that's my gross sales. We subtract the cost of goods sold, which is how much it costs you to keep 15 horses in your barn. That's 4,167, and then the income that results from that is 10,000 and change. So the the real powerful thing is when you look at this number here in the lower right-hand corner, this is my total for the year, right? Just my income, 120,991. What happens if I scroll down and I change this line item called betting from one bag of shavings a day to a half. I want you to watch the $120,000 number. 
So what, just, 137? Am I reading yep. that right? Yeah. And that's from making one change. That's going from one bag of shavings to half a bag of shavings. So the, and I mean, I haven't even added like, you know, lessons and labor costs and all that. Uh, let's just say, for example, our head trainer makes $75 a lesson. If she teaches two lessons a day, five days a week, you know, she gets two days off to herself. That's 40 lessons in a month. Watch the gross income number at the bottom. So we went from 11,000 to 14,000. And then I haven't even, I haven't even added that throughout the entire year. We drag this all the way across. Watch that box in the lower right-hand corner. It's 140 and change. So now our gross income comes to 173, 191. Just by having that head trainer teach two lessons a day. So this is a good projection tool that I wish we had had when we were in business. Because you're right, if you can, you have it set up very well here. So if you change one variable, it's gonna it's gonna change the projection for the year. Can you also go? Is there a way to then go in and put what it actually was in the month? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we also have. Um, this is the second page, and there's a third page as well. But I haven't seen this before, so that was not a setup question. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is where you – so every time – and you don't have to use this. I mean, you can use a piece of paper if you want. Um, so what the second page does is it takes your gross monthly income. In this example, it's about 14000 And it plugs it into this page, and then you plug in your costs – your monthly fixed costs. That's things like your truck payment, um, your fuel costs, your electricity, whether or not you have manure removed from the property. Do you pay a dumpster service? Do you spread it? Um, what your mortgage or rent is for the, the farm. And this is really helpful if you're looking at buying a farm and you have an idea of what the mortgage is going to be. You can take this spreadsheet and plug in that mortgage and see how many lessons you would have to teach and how many stalls you would have to fill in order to afford that property. And I know you've done this recently with some people uh, that were looking at buying farms. I did. I did. Um, and I, I hope she won't mind me saying, but um, Alicia from The Humble Hoof uh, and I worked closely together, very closely together on helping her set up her numbers and her financial projections so that she could buy a beautiful, a big, beautiful farm in Massachusetts for her uh, rehab facility. And now, this is the kind of stuff they look for. I mean, they want to exactly, see that you've, they want to think, see that you've thought about this stuff and put some time into it. Yes. So um, I'm going to stop the sharing for a second. So what, the, where this came about is I was doing some marketing work for uh, my husband's company, Buck, and they do small business lending through the U.S. Small Business Administration. And knowing what their underwriters need in order to prove, uh, approve loans from small businesses, it, it was like, they're all over the place. These people are just totally disorganized. I'm like, well, that's worse people. I'm one of them. So, but they're really, they're, they're very talented, smart people that are running these businesses. So if I can give them a way to get their numbers set, then they take these numbers, a little business plan or business model, and you put that in front of a loan officer, 
you will totally float their boat. And what's important is that being able to describe the value of your business in a spreadsheet form like this, or to show those yellow boxes, that, that bottom line number, most bankers, they don't understand horse businesses. They don't understand the value of the services that we provide. They don't understand the value of a 12 by 12 stall versus a nine by 11 stall. So in order to bridge that gap where they don't really understand our, our business, we have to be really clear with the numbers. And so that's, that's this tool's claim. They do understand spreadsheets. That they, they do. do understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is this uh, something somebody can hire you to do or how, how does it work? They can buy it. They can go up to stallandstable.com under business guides and it's called the um, financial planner, Stall and Stable Financial Planner. It's $98. It will save you thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, you can, there's a version where you can buy it, put your numbers in and send it to your accountant at the end of the year and your accountant will love you. But the, again, this is primarily for what we call decision support, figuring out what your rate should be in order to cover your expenses, how many lessons you need to teach, or if you're looking to build that indoor and you need another $200,000 to do it, you can plug those numbers in and figure out, I, I need to teach three more lessons a day. Or I need to do two more clinics a month, whatever it might be, in order to reach my goal of putting up that $200,000 indoor. Very cool. Yeah. And you've done all the work. Somebody could make this spreadsheet, but it's going to take them more than $98 worth of hours to do it. It's, it's like yeah. I said, I did this, I started this in 2001, in the beginning of 2001. And so this is the third iteration of it. Um, it is customizable. So you can change all those services to whatever you provide. Um, if the business model, this one, like I said, is just for like boarding barns and lessons and training, but we have versions for uh, veterinarians and retailers and any kind of business model, really, we can set this up for you. Very cool. Isn't that neat? You are the smartest kid on the block. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm the smartest kid in the stream yard room right now. That's about yeah, it. So that's true. No question about that. <laughs> But you always were the business person. You were always the one pushing me to be to be more businessy. Well, we you know, we have talents and not and business isn't necessarily a talent, especially for horse people. Uh, for creative people. Well, it's a chore well. for a lot of us. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. horrible. But you know what happens is when we are losing money or business owners or barn owners are struggling to pay their bills, guess who suffers? The horses. And it's, you know, it's we have to do the, We have to, you know, sometimes I know listeners that we're in the auditor room, so I can talk about this. Sometimes they wonder why shows go away because we have to do the same thing you did there for the barn and the stalls, right? We have to take a look at each show individually. Are they making money? Are they costing us money? You know, how long can we go before we start to make money? Or if we don't start to make money, then when do we have to pull the plug? It's the same decision, really, that any network makes about whether a show is going to be renewed or not, right? Exactly. Is it making money or not making money? Does it have the listeners? And sometimes the show will be really good, right? And it has a lot of fan support, but it didn't make any money. But they're going to keep it going because they know eventually it will, and it has so much fan support it's going to. So it's... I still have to, I have to make those decisions. You know, I still have to make those deci decisions. And and just because something is popular and everybody loves it, you could be the best trainer in the world doesn't mean that 
your business is going to stay afloat or your show is going to be renewed because you will have, what did we talk about? What's the word of the year? Efficiency. Efficiency. Yeah. So this spreadsheet allows us to see, well, where can we make more money? But then if you go into the expenses side or in that horse keeping calculator and you play around with the numbers and say, well, what happens if I, you know, if I don't bet as deeply or what I tell my clients is leave your horses out for two hours longer a day. That And that will add $30,000 to your annual income. So where are my operating inefficiencies? Where are my where am I bleeding cash? So when you look at this and you play around with those numbers, maybe I can negotiate a better price than $11 a bale. Uh, or, you know, how can I make it? Or in our case, 30. <laughs> or 30. Or, or and here's the other thing, and then I'll wrap it up. Um, a lot of people say, I'm going to charge eight, $900 a month for board because that's what the barn down the street and that's what everybody in my area is charging. What they fail to realize is that um, those, the mortgages on those properties, they could be 15, 20 years old and at a much lower rate. They can charge $800 a month. You might need to charge 1100 but it's easier to build value into $1,100 a month board rate than it is to survive at 800 you can convince boarders to pay you eleven more than the barn down the street by adding very low cost of goods services, conveniences, and other stuff like that. That's where you book an appointment with me, and I give you all the magic. <laughs> and they can do that by ah, go to stallandstable.com, and there is a link called consulting, and you can book an appointment. And we do one of these right here. We'll zoom appointment. And you all know why Helena was my first host, co-host all those years ago. Why? Because I'm cute, Because you're right? smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm smart. I'll take that. Because <laughs> you're smart and fun, but you're smart. <laughs> Actually, that you did help a lot in the beginning. I mean, it was, you know, because we had a lot of conversation. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. I mean, we were making this up. There was nobody doing podcasting the way we were doing it. No. It was, it was all just made up as we went along. Well, when you're like in the weeds, you need somebody who's got looking at the big picture, you know, who's not so, you know, my hands weren't as dirty as yours were back in those days. So I Well, plus there was no roadmap because we were inventing the space, you know, so there wasn't a roadmap. No, you, uh, me, and David O'Connor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had, the reason I think of that is because I had that, I did a, a free demo of exactly this thing last night um, on my own website, and I forgot to hit the, the record button. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, when did that happen before? In one of the sessions at PodFest, they asked, how many people have forgotten to hit record? And everybody's hands went up. <laughs> it was, you know, now, in our case, it was the first interview ever. But, you know, <laughs> I may have forgotten a time or two since then. <laughs> I'm pretty good now because we do multiple recordings. I may forget to hit one of them. But very seldom do I forget to hit, you know, I, I, I hit, you know, there might be I hit the, miss the backup one or the yeah. main one I forget to hit record, but one of them's recording now. So that's <laughs> you the advantage. You people for a while there. Yeah. The super fancy uh, Roadcaster Pro really helps too because the record button, the it's green. When you yeah. hit record, it's bright red. So. I was going to say, you've got this about. like rainbow array of buttons there. Oh, this like- is a. Remember that game Simon Says? Yes, it does. It looks like Simon. It does look like that. But this is actually fun. And all of these buttons over here on this fancy thing are sound. So those are all. 
sound effects. You can do multiple ones at once. <laughs> so, so yeah, and you can program these. You can put up to like a hundred different sound effects in here. Oh. Uh, yeah, this is a cool little toy. This yeah. is a very cool yeah. toy. Jennifer has one too, and she she likes it because it does have pretty colors. That's why she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> first thing she showed her her parents are here, and the first thing she showed them was her pretty uh, mixer. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for hanging out with Talina and I tonight. We really appreciate it. I'll put this out on the uh, auditor feed tomorrow in the audio form. So if anybody missed it, they can catch it. But you're going to want to come see the reports. I think they started at 14 minutes. So uh, if you need to go back and listen to it or go back in the video, go back to 14 minutes. And that's where you can actually see the spreadsheets. Thanks, Selena. Appreciate oh, it. And gosh. Ariel says it was very informative. Oh, good. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. We have one person that enjoyed it. That's good. Good. <laughs> hey, I'm used to hate mail, so it's yeah. one person. No, send your hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. That's the rule. <laughs> all right. We'll see y'all. Take okay. care. Bye.